Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Jim and Jane podcast. Today, we're talking about why you should get vaccinated. If you get vaccinated, then the government will give your rights back. If you don't get vaccinated, maybe you don't get your rights back. Conservative columnist Don Pesci is going to join us soon. Welcome aboard, everybody. Once again, we're going to be talking about why the government is threatening to hold back your rights if you don't, if you don't get vaccinated. They're holding the Bill of Rights hostage. The Democrats are. In addition, in addition, we'll talk about a few other things that are on my mind, including the crazy college professor in California went nuts when she heard that a student thought police were actually heroes. We'll get into that probably right out of the gate. Here's a California Cypress College professor on leave of absence after claiming police aren't heroes and the students react. Here is one student asking the question. You brought up the police. Well, actually, why don't you call Don? I don't hear you... it in my headphones very well. I'm sorry. It's because I don't have it hooked into your headphones yet. How about now? I'm sure you'll hear it now. Give Don a call. Interview the line. Sounds weird. Is it us or? That's us. Try it one more time. Probably just picked up too. How come I only hear it in one headphone? I don't know. How about you? Do you have it in both? I heard it in one. I heard it in my right. I hear it in my left because I have it on the opposite side. I guess we are Hello. in stereo. Hello, Hi, Don. Don. Welcome to hey, Welcome to another podcast. Okay, it's good to be with you. Don, I have to play something for you and get you to react to this. This is a California Cypress College professor who's now on leave of absence after bl- claiming that police are, in fact, not heroes. Here's how this went down. Here's the sound. You brought up right. the police <clears throat> in your speech a few times. Um, so what is your like? What is your main concern? Since, I mean, honestly, the whole reason police... Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is systemic. The issue is systemic because the whole reason we have police departments in the first place, where did it stem from? What's our history going back to what Jeremy was talking about? What, where it was, what does it stem from? It stems from people in the South wanting to capture runaway slaves. No, police does not stem from that. That is a meme. That is a lie. She is flat out lying. I know that has been spread around, Don, but the police did not start with trying to track down runaway slaves. Slaves. That is not the start of police. In fact, we can trace police back as far as um, Caesar Augustus or Augustus Caesar. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. Um, uh, you know. <clears throat> Police really uh, are part of uh, the civilized uh, order in any ordered uh, community. Uh, I was just uh, doing a column just now. The left loves this uh, meme, though, Don. That yeah. the police were started to track down runaway slaves. She looked so matter-of-fact, daring the student to challenge her. Let me finish this. Maybe they shouldn't yeah. be heroes. Maybe they don't belong on a kid's show. Oh, the, you know what this is about? That a kid show, Paw Patrol, is all about making police heroes. Have you ever seen Paw Patrol? You don't have kids, do you? Little no, I kids. didn't see that. Yeah, Paw Patrol is a show about... It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. And it's for little kids. It's for little kids. And, and it's, uh, animals, it's, it's right? these animals that are keeping peace that are and pe- pe- keeping order. They're police. They're getting the criminals off the street. You know, they're, they're the heroes. So they felt that... Um, Kids should not be taught that police are heroes. Uh, so I disagree with the what Jeremy, Jeremy said about it because uh, I think cops are heroes and they have to have a difficult job. But we have to have all of them. Life. Oh, I, I'm not. I mean, I'd say uh, a good majority Most of them have bad people in every business and every yeah, part. 
Yet, well, wait, a wait, lot wait, of wait, police wait. officers have committed atrocious crimes and have gotten away with it and have never been convicted of any of it. And, and I say this as a person who has a lot. Found- Notice how she uses the term a lot. There's nothing definitive there. She has no facts back her up, Don. Yeah. Well, you know, this is all part of the attack on uh, on uh, traditional hierarchies. Uh, it's not just police. It's also educational institutions. Um, it's also uh, families. Uh, there's a concern. There's been over the past uh, ten years or so a concerted effect, uh, a concerted attack on uh, families. You know, just um, I was reading a little piece uh, just uh, that was in the current today, uh, uh, and it was about uh, it was about that um, murder that took place actually in uh, Harford, where a three-year-old uh, kid was quote-unquote accidentally uh, murdered by uh, two young people. In a I car. saw that, yeah, in a drive-by. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering now, uh, the police did a magnificent job in apprehending those uh, two kids, the, those two shooters. And uh, I'm just wondering now, how many of Connecticut uh, politicians uh, uh, regret uh, marching in uh, Black, uh, Black Lives Matters campaigns that uh, featured uh, defunding uh, defunding uh, police. I know that Blumenthal was one of them. Uh, he marched in a campaign. In Blumenthal wanted to defund the police. He was part of that crowd. I, I, I don't know, but he was marching, you know, in a parade. Uh, affirming uh, 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 Black Lives uh, Matters uh, uh, people who had were flourishing signs that said defund the police, and that was in uh, that was in New Haven uh, not too too long ago. So there seems to be among some people uh, a, a, a notion, and, and they're not blacks; they're, they really are not blacks. If you listen to uh, the the people who are speaking there. Uh, uh, I don't know if they're blacks or not, but there there are many uh, white uh, uh, people who are uh, quasi Marxists uh, who really want to do away the, do away with uh, with uh, police because they love anarchy. Uh, uh, they 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 really want to luxuriate in an anarchic environment. Because you um, can so, get away with things in anarchy because nobody tracks yeah. things, nobody goes after the criminals. Um, That's yeah. right. That's right. So all the, that's what's really lies uh, behind a lot of this stuff. And, of course, there's resentment. Uh, there is, uh, you know, there's a lot of resentment in, uh, within the black community uh, against uh, police, you know, who, who just, you know, are in the habit of pulling over black faces for, for uh, speeding tickets or for parking violations or whatever. Um, so there's resentment. Uh, there's uh, and but then there are people who are serious revolutionists who really want to overthrow uh, overthrow uh, established uh, orders, established hierarchies. Uh, you know, parental authority. They don't want that. Uh, they uh, don't want uh, teachers to teach in schools. Uh, it was uh, when I went uh, when I was going uh, at, to a teacher's uh, college in uh, Fairfield University to get an additional certificate to allow me to teach high schools. Uh, I, I got a certificate uh, from my primary, um, from, from my primary education to teach in uh, elementary schools. But so I went to uh, Fairfield university and there was a, a teacher there whose name was father. Uh, I can't remember his name. I think it's father Fisher or something like that. It, it, Fearful University is a uh, Jesuit, was at that time a Jesuit school. And uh, he was using, he was using only one textbook, and it was a textbook that was written by a Marxist uh, in, um, in um, uh, uh, one of the, one of the South American states, I, I can't remember which right now, but it was called the, the Pedagogy of the Oppressed. And the thesis of the book was that teaching itself was a form of uh, was a form of oppression. Uh, you know, this is this is what you hear now now uh, in 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 almost in almost all of these groups that are that are quasi uh, anarchic uh, groups. 
that uh, teaching is oppression, that, uh, you know, living in family, living in structured families is oppression. Everything is oppression. And those things that aren't oppression are racist. So, you know, this is just an effort to overthrow uh, traditional hierarchies. That's all it is. Uh, one of the other memes I want to get rid of, and that is that cops are out to kill every black kid that is out there. The minute they get up in the morning, the first thing they think about is going to kill a black kid. And yeah. Larry Elder, you know, my talk show idol, has written about this extensively, saying that if they would stop this meme, black kids would stop being killed because they wouldn't resist. Larry, you know, Larry, Larry's famous saying, right? Jane, you and I have right. talked about it. Complying, you won't die. Yeah, well, that's that, that's that's, that's Larry's true. expression. And as Larry that's said, um, black families always talk about the talk with their black sons. And he said, "I want to talk to you about the families white fathers have with their sons. That is, put your hands on the steering wheel and comply. That's the talk they give their kids. And it's about time. That's the talk that black families give their kids." Yeah, I don't know what their agenda is. What Larry they is very tough on this stuff. What, what do they expect? If if you don't follow the rules, you're going to end up in jail or worse. Larry, by the way, is black, and Larry also oh, points yeah. out from the stats by the Department of Justice that a cop is 15 and a half times more likely to be killed by a black kid than a black kid by a black by a cop. So let's yeah, get rid right. of that and name right now. That's right. And the figures are, you know, the figures are, are pretty, uh, pretty shocking uh, that uh, more, more white uh, people are killed by cops than, uh, than uh, black people. That's what but, people uh, have that they should have on their back. People should have statistics. Um, they should be and able if you to want to read the column, just go to LarryElder.com, and he's written all about this. And yes, Larry yeah, Elder like is it. black. Larry actually grew up in Compton in Los Angeles. That is really a poor and very tough neighborhood, South Central. That's why he's called the yeah, sage he, of he, South he, Central. His experience is pretty, probably pretty much like that of Thomas Sowell and uh, Walter yep. Williams, you know, who are both really good, uh, uh, good, reliable uh, spokesmen. On black on black issues, but uh, you know there are people who just want to uh, they want a revolution. They want to just overthrow everything, and uh, and they don't care about facts. I mean, facts are just uh, you know facts are just inconvenient. They're less useful than 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 mud. Uh, that you, but that uh, is a stunning uh, figure. Cops are 15 and a half times more likely to be killed by a black kid than a black kid by a cop. Yeah. That's, That's right. a stunning figure. Well, you know, we tend to forget that, uh, you know, our peace is bought for us by people who uh, do things that, that we would never do because they're so difficult and ugly. You know, so and these are police officers, they're military people, they're, uh, you know, even teachers. Yeah, even teachers in schools and, and firefighters and Nurses, you know, all sorts doctors, of, yeah. By the way, I'm not saying that cops don't pull people over because they're black or they're Hispanic. I'm sure they do. I know I will tell you one story a cop told me. He said, if I see a white guy in a black neighborhood late at night, then, of course, I'm going to pull that white guy over, too, because I'm going to find out why he's in that area. Why is he there? And if he's there, he's probably there to buy drugs. Yeah, or distribute drugs. Or or distribute drugs, right? So get the guy. He said, I'm going to pull that white guy over. And if I see a black guy in a white neighborhood late at night, I'm going to pull him over, too. And, you know, it's funny that the people who write for newspapers never talk to the people you just mentioned. <laughs> you know, they, they, they might learn something, you know. It's just, uh, it's just strange. Yeah. Um, okay, now I have to get your opinion on this, Ton. You know, this is why we originally pulled you over. Getting your rights back if you get vaccinated. Here is uh, Joe Biden saying to your, it's your patriotic duty, duty, Don, to get vaccinated. And the progress our scientists have made in learning about how it gets transmitted. Earlier today, the CDC made an important announcement. Starting today, if you're fully vaccinated and you're outdoors... You need, and not in a big crowd, you no longer need to wear a mask. For those who haven't gotten their vaccination yet, especially if you're younger or think you don't need it, this is another great reason to go get vaccinated now, now. Psycho. Yes, 
The vaccines mm -hmm. are about saving your life, but also the lives of the people around nope. you. I'm not worried about people but around they're me. They're also about helping you get us get back to closer to normal in our living. Oh, see, the, normal living. It's about getting back to normal. Friends. If you get vaccinated, then we'll like, let you get back to normal. We'll give your Without rights back. You also get free drinks in Glastonbury, in Connecticut, now, I mean. As long as you get vaccinated. So, Don, you want to say anything about that? About we get our rights back if we do what they tell us to do? Yeah, I know. My rights were never taken away. Uh, so, uh, you know, I can, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm, I'm waiting I'm waiting for, for uh, I'm waiting for the the real revolution. The real revolution is going to happen when people throw off their uh, the signs of oppression that they've been wearing around their mouths uh, all this time, and just uh, begin to push back on some of this stuff. You, Jim, you've heard the expression that patriotism is the last refuge of scoundrels. It was said by Samuel Johnson. Science is the last refuge of scoundrels, as it's used by people like uh, like uh, Biden Fauci. and Fauci. Yeah, it's the same. There is no science. There is there is and can be no science of coronavirus until ten years after we've lit the problem. Well, this we'll science know. this science is evolving. Science is always evolving. It's not given. It's not. It's not um, set in stone. It, it, it evolves. I wonder how our audience feels about this. How do you feel about giving up your rights in the name of uh, the COVID uh, disease? Uh, yeah, it's here, not just about, it's not just about giving up your rights. It's about putting yourself in, 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 uh, in a way. dangerous, a really dangerous situation. Uh, you know, we know, we know now, and we didn't know it before that, uh, that uh, you know that it's not a good thing uh, to enclose uh, to enclose people in their houses for long periods of time. They they become uh, suicidal uh, if they have uh, if they have medical conditions. They don't uh, tr go to their doctors to treat them, and, and you know if they have heart condition, they won't go to a hospital uh, as they've probably been doing to. Uh, uh, or therapist, as they've probably been doing to uh, to solve their problems. They, they're just cooped up in their houses. You know what? So, um, uh, I didn't realize how horrified some people are. They're really, truly scared. They're horrified. Don, here's one that I like in particular. This is Joe Biden after his speech, outdoor speech in Georgia. He's just finished up the speech. I'll play this for you. Yeah. For my mask, I'm in trouble. That's a fully vaccinated Joe Biden there, scrambling to find his face mask while finishing up his rally in Georgia. The US president was seen hunting around for his face mask with his trusty wife, Jill Biden, eventually stepping in to help out her husband. Biden then tells the crowd, I'm looking for my face mask, I'm in trouble, only to find it moments later in his pocket. Commenters took to the Twitter this post- This is courtesy of C-SPAN. ...uploaded by user Nathan Brand to share their thoughts. One person wrote, he spent 30 man, seconds looking for his mask on, and it was in his pocket. Up looking for his sanity and integrity. And he was and outside. He was outside too, and he'd been vaccinated. He's looking for his mask. Oh, I'm in trouble. I mean, Don, you can't make you know, this you, up. You know, you think of the 90-year-old guy who's looking for his sunglasses, and they're on his head. You know. Mm. I'll play <laughs> it one more time for you, Don. For my mask, I'm in trouble. Looking for my mask. I'm in trouble, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's a wonder of the world, isn't he? Well, as uh, I was Joe. saying with the people being petrified, that, that's a socialist um, tactic, scaring people to death into obeying and uh, reporting others that don't wear a mask because they're the, the, the people that want to wear a mask are scared of them. Well, they wanted to get vaccinated so bad they actually tried it out, Barack Obama and his wife, Michelle. See it first on our TikTok. Hi, everybody. It's Barack. Everybody, it's every Barack. American over the age of 16 is eligible to get the vaccine. I want to talk about you getting yours. The vaccine is safe. It's effective. It's free. I got one. Michelle got one. People you know got one. And now you can get one, too. It's the only way we're going to get back to all the things we love. Hear that, Don? It's the only way we're going to give your rights back. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you the really scary thing about uh, Biden is not uh, isn't uh, it's that too, but it's not so much that it's his foreign policy. Uh, you know, he wants to reestablish uh, reestablish Obama's uh, foreign policy uh, in the Middle East, especially with Iran. And uh, that's that's going to be a disaster because it always has been a disaster in the in the past. Uh, Jimmy Carter was the first one who, who tried uh, seriously to uh, to reach an approachment with uh, Iran, and they just scooped up a bunch of uh, a bunch of an ambassador and uh, people from the embassy in Iran and held them for 666 days. Obama sent a whole plane load of cash. Uh, uh, to uh, to Iran as a part of his yeah. uh, as a part of his unsuccessful uh, deal uh, uh, to to persuade them to uh, to slow down their nuclear uh, capabilities and uh, they used uh, that uh, cash to purchase uh, uh, to purchase uh, terrorist uh, activity uh, uh, both against uh, Israel and uh, in and uh, and also against Iraq so. Now what we're going to return to all this stuff now? Is that what is that what the idea is? The idea is to do that. Uh, Iran is never ever going to do anything that the United States wants it to do ever. It doesn't matter who the president is; they're just not going to do it. Trump was uh, Trump's uh, embargo. You know the the embargo that he slapped on Iran was far more successful than anything uh, uh, Joe Biden can do diplomatically in Iran. Don Morgan pointed out that Joe Biden was in the White House with uh, Jimmy Carter and his wife, and they were all unmasked. They visited the Carters in their house. They were all unmasked. They were at the Carters' house? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they were at the Carters' house. And nobody nobody was wearing a mask. The height of hypocrisy. Jimmy Carter did the right thing when he retired from the presidency. You know, he built built homes for poor people. I wish Barack were to do the same thing. <laughs> he's never going to, uh, that guy's never going to shut up. He doesn't know how to hold a shovel. Yeah, I know. So uh, all the things that Trump did that are positive, you know, among them in the Middle East, uh, to establish a concordat uh, between the United States and uh, a few Arab uh, countries that actually... Uh, that act- in which the Arab countries recognize the right of Israel to exist. You know, all these things are being swept away, and they're going to be swept away by Iran, and they're going to be swept away by uh, by Biden's unsuccessful diplomatic uh, overtures uh, to Iran. Just as uh, just the same, we're in the same, we're in spot, we're in you know number one spot. We're in Jimmy Carter's shoes. We're in uh, Barack Obama's shoes. And now, you know, he wants to revive all this. He wants to revive all these stupid things. Don uh, and Jane, Trump- here's something that will warm your hearts. This is at the Utah State Republican Convention. Mitt Ram- Romney stood up to speak. Mitt Romney. Here we go. Now, you know me as a person who... Uh- who says what he thinks, and I don't hide the fact that I wasn't a fan of our last president. They're booing him. Issues. Traitor, traitor, they're yelling. This is the man who voted to impeach not one Trump, not once, but twice. And they're booing him off the stage, Don and Jane. Any thoughts on that, either one of you guys? Jane first. I Go bet ahead. he's going to be tough. Go ahead. Right. He's enduring that. And then you think. Any thoughts on Mitt Romney being booed off the stage? Well, at, he at the- is worthless. Space of you, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's, he just wants to be popular. He, he wants to be liked, so he's playing it nice with the Democrats. That I, I, I know it's not to be. It's not nice to be in a position where people are constantly um, saying bad things to you. But guess what? I think the um, Democrat, the Republican Party, and the uh, Tea Party is waking up. Not waking up. The, the part, the, the Tea Party has the been Republican woke. Republican Party. The, but the Republican Re- Party. The Tea Party is already woke. Yep. Sorry, that was my, I well, misspoke. I wish, uh, you know, I wish the Tea Party would really wake up because uh, that was a successful, that was a very well, successful We got to start organizing something. I just finished Andrew um, Breitbart's book on, um, on the, and that was one of his biggest topics in the book, was Tea Party. Yeah. And I wish it was yeah. getting organized again and, and got woke. Anyway. Oh, well, you know, the, when the Tea Party first started, I think the national debt was 
much, much less than it is right now. It's well, trillions. Of, we are talking yeah, about so inflation under Trump now. and it's grown big time. We grew, what did it triple under uh, well, we're Barack going Obama? To, you're going to print money every time you need some something. Yeah. Eventually you will. Yeah, yeah, eventually, eventually you'll have to, you know, people really don't understand what inflation is. Inflation is, uh, is, uh, uh, too, too many dollars chasing too few goods. That's, mm-hmm. that's really what inflation is. And, um, if people don't understand that, they think that inflation is high prices. Well, th- that's true to a certain extent. Uh, you know, if you devalue the purchasing power of the dollar, uh, you're going to have to have higher prices. There's no way around it. <clears throat> so all those things are true. If you, if you uh, borrow a lot of money, if you go into debt, you don't use the money that you borrow to pay off the debt. You know, the last, the last president who did that, who actually used uh, money from the surplus created by, guess who, Ronald Reagan, uh, to pay off uh, the national debt was uh, Bill Clinton. He, he actually paid off the national debt. And he, that was the last time that happened. Uh, you know, that was because Newt every, Gingrich uh, passed a balanced budget. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the contract true. with America. That's right. He forced them to do it. He 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 was under the gun, and he had to do it, uh, and he did it. But he, you know, nobody else has. Uh, you know, the Tea Party Tea Party uh, started first as a as a as a nonpartisan rebellion against uh, against big government, against overspending. Now, how many times, Jim, in the past uh, month, two months, three months, have you heard any politician mention the word spending? How, how many times? Every day. <laughs> I never well, hear it. No. Well, you never hear them when say do you, yeah. When do you see it in newspapers? When do you see it in newspapers? Never. There are two ways to reduce deficits. Uh, one way is you can tax people and you can use the taxes to pay off the deficit. And the other way is you can cut spending. This is what we heard Those from the- Joe Biden. Uh, I'll, I'll let you comment on this one, Don. We're talking with Don Pesci, conservative columnist for RadioAdviceOnline.com. Don, here's what Joe Biden had to say about paying for his, ta- his tax for his spending programs, his $4 trillion COVID spending program. How do we pay for my jobs and family plan? I made it clear we can do it without increasing the deficits. Let's start with what I will not do. I will not impose any tax increase on people making less well, than $400,000. But it's that time for lie. corporate America. And the wealthiest 1% of Americans have just begun to pay their fair share. Here's the turn, share. get them to pay their fair share. Just get the corporate and wealthy to pay their fair share, Don. And there's nothing new in the messaging, Jim. There's really nothing new in the messaging. The easiest way, the easiest, most painless, and most efficient way uh, to get money into the hands of people is to reduce taxes. That's how you do it. And once you reduce taxes and the money starts to flow from big government to people, it's used much more creatively by people than it is by government. Now, he's talking about the government producing jobs, the government producing jobs. The government has never, ever produced a single job, not one, not one single job. We'll start by getting the fair share. Don, this will scare you. This is Ayn Rand's book from the movie uh, Atlas Shrugged. Uh, and Ayn Rand wrote Atlas Shrugged in the 1950s. This is a scene from that movie. Come in. Henry Reardon, you are charged along with Kenneth Daniger in absentia with one count of violation of Article 64 of the Fair Share Law. Specifically, the illegal sale and transfer of 4,000 tons of strategic material known as Reardon Metal to Kenneth Daniger and Daniger Cole. How do you plead, sir? I do not recognize this court's right to try me, nor do I recognize any of my actions as a crime. The fair share law. Mr. Reardon, 
How far are we until we get the fair share of what law done? How far before Ayn Rand is indeed right about uh, our country enacting a fair share of law and people being tried under the fair share of law? That is scary. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And who determines what's fair? You know, you know, I'll tell you who determines what's fair. If you go to the grocery store and you buy an orange, the price is fair if it meets certain conditions, if it's set by the people who own the orange, and if the price is low enough so that many, many people can buy oranges. If those two conditions are met, then the price is fair. Well, so, Jane, Henry Reardon was a famous industrialist at the time, and he was being tried in absentia. You know about being tried in absentia, correct? Yeah, I wasn't there. Because you were tried in absentia. <laughs> Jane was tried in absentia by the commies in check. Yeah. Well, right. found guilty. Well, yep. any, anyways, when we're Tell talking about, about that one. Well, what am I going to say? I wasn't there. <laughs> well, you were tried and you were found guilty of what? Of stealing uh, the money for education and uh, health health care. Well, she was yeah, there. They, you know, Jane, the, the Queen of Hearts uh, says in Alice in Wonderland, she says, first the verdict, then the trial. Ah. Exactly. And what, that's what the communists did. They, that's they, what that's they do. They and look up. at these guys, what they're doing. They accuse you of being racist. And there's, if you start debate with them, they can destroy you. What you have to, what that's we right. have to, all we have to do is we don't judge people based on their color of their skin, so but Ayn based Rand, on their car- character. So and everybody Ayn, needs to know that. Ayn Rand was um, uh, writing fiction, but in fact, she was predicting the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was. She did very good. She did something very uh, astutely uh, there. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't really end there. I mean, uh, there are plenty of uh, people in addition to Ayn Rand uh, who, uh, defended, uh, who defended the free market. One of them was Frederick Hayek. Uh, the other was uh, von Mises. You know, they, they're both, uh, they're both uh, 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 people from... Not not from the United States, but although Hayek taught here in the United States. Hayek, he, Hayek grew up, he was in Europe, he was in Germany, right? Yeah, he was. And he wrote a, he wrote a, probably the most important book at the time, uh, which was, uh, which was uh, 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 The Road to Serfdom. Yes. And I it was an it. examination. It, well, yeah, it was an examination of totalitarian uh, processes. But then he wrote another book, a, a later book called The Constitution of Liberty. He taught here in the United States for a long time. And he wrote this book called The Constitution of Liberty. It's still the best defense of liberty, uh, I think, ever written uh, by anyone, by a single person. Jane, you lived under after- communism, correct? Yes. And how did, does any of this remind you of then? Yes. What's going on in America yes, right now? Yes, the tactics that they are using, yes, absolutely. Everything. What are the tactics that remind you the most of well, living under The first under one communism? is the scare tactic. So you want to talk about being scared and uh, are being entitled? If cop pulls me over and I have a phone in my head, hand, I'm crying. I'm bawling because I know I'm caught and I did something wrong. I would not behave like you have the clip uh, of that woman yelling at the cop, you are a killer and you're a racist she gets pulled over because she's texting on a phone and thank god this cop had a camera body camera on him personal body camera because this woman would have put him in jail she would have accused him of all sorts of things so that's that's one thing different between us that come from communism that are guilty by just being alive and um americans that are entitled just so entitled to everything. You, I, I, don't, I don't even understand that mentality. If I know I did something wrong, I, I will not even try to pre- pretend that I didn't. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's because you're operating from a, from a sense of, from a real sense of morality. And, uh, the, you know, the people, these people who join these movements and uh, want to defund the police and uh, march, you know, want to liberate stores of, of Nike sneakers and all, you know, they're really bad people. Uh, these people, uh, you know, transcend, uh, transcend the Western morality that, 
they they don't really feel bound by uh, by morals moral prescriptions. They don't feel bound by constitutional prescriptions. They don't feel bound by anything. They're anarchists. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's just it just it. There's a lot of things that remind me. Like one of those things was uh, we are all in this together. No, we're not. You want to wear a mask? A, wear a mask. Leave said me that's alone. That's a communist phrase. It is. It is. Once once you start putting everybody in one bag, not one uh, not one size fits all. Yeah, and the other thing that the communists did very successfully was to uh, was uh, uh, to cancel culture. Uh, Stalin used to. Uh, collect all the, um, you know, after his purges, you know, after he purged the old, com- what they call the old communists, you know, people who were really familiar with Lenin and Marx. Mm. After he purged all those people, uh, he, he whited them out from all the pictures. You know, he just airbrushed them. He had people airbrush them from pictures in which, uh, you know, they, they, were, they were participating with Stalin to advance communism. So this is the other thing that happens uh, in totalitarian regimes, uh, they 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 actually they really want to change history, history. because well they know that hi- that history is one of the determinants of of uh, of culture, and uh, their idea is uh, not to abide by the uh, by cultural strictures. Their idea is to form a new culture. And what Stalin used to call the new man, you know, uh, that the new man has no conscience. He simply is someone who's obedient to a party structure. Don, I'll it. tell you the shock after the revolution, after they started coming up with the real history, instead of what we were being taught at school my entire childhood, that was a shock. That's, that's, that's like a oh. cultural shock. Um, that's right. So, um, that's right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, and, and this shock was felt throughout all of the uh, Soviet, uh, all of the Soviet, uh, uh, all of the countries that had been uh, conquered and oppressed by uh, communists uh, during the Stalinist uh, during the Stalinist period. Uh, we had Alexander Solzhenitsyn who came out with uh, the Gulag Archipelago, and uh, when that uh, book was uh, uh, published, people understood the. The nature and the depravity of uh, of, uh, of communism, the true nature of it. Solzhenitsyn's uh, Solzhenitsyn's famous, most famous statement was, "Don't lie. Just don't lie. Right. You know what the truth is. Say the truth. Don't be afraid. Don't lie. All right. Don't join in the big lie." Can I tell you so, something? Uh, oh, go ahead. Finish what? what you were saying. No, go ahead. No, that's no. That's, I that's it. when I when I uh, when I was a kid, I was being indoctrinated. You already heard that one. Um, when I came here, I didn't know the politics of the United States, and it took me quite a long time because of uh, this stupid little glitch where the uh, Republicans are being represented by red color and the Democrats are be uh, the blue color and coming from the communist country, red is always on the side of the communists. So that was very confusing for me. Plus, the, the Republicans are always so... Um, they don't smile. They, they are not, they're not funny. They're not fun. The Democrats are fun. They're more uh, seemingly more approachable and easier to look at. Um, so I didn't know which way to go. I was very confused for a long time until I started listening to Jim and, and, um, I realized which side was which for real. That conservatives Uh, are actually funny. Well, (laughs) yeah, well, you have a very good way of explaining things to people. So, you know, I, I did not agree with Republicans and I did not agree with Democrats and I didn't know where to go. And then I found Jim. So, and, right. you know, the way he, he is so easy on the eye, first of all. You like then the company he, so much, you married it. He, he can explain yeah. things so well. Well, not anymore since we got married, since before we got married. He, he used to be kinder. But, um, oh, here's that soundbite you were talking about, Jane. This did you is see disgusting. This? Did you see this, Don? Don? Do you, What's that? This what, woman who's calling the cop a murderer and calls the cop a racist. You guys a traffic stop in, in the L.A. Is area is going viral. And this time it's not because of the actions, actions of the deputy involved in this. Take a look. 
You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? It's under so, citation, man. Here you go, Mexican racist. 14 seconds into this traffic stop in San Dimas, that's eastern L.A. County, the unidentified driver calls the deputy a murderer and proceeds to insult him and interrupt him every time he tries to ask a question. She says she thought he was pulling her over for speeding, and she argued she was below the speed limit, but he had actually pulled her over for using her cell phone while driving, which is illegal in California. He did a very good job of, of de-escalating the situation and Never raised his voice and kept everything. This is crazy. Nice and Channel Two in Los Angeles. That driver has now filed a harassment complaint with the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. The deputy said, or the office rather, says the unidentified deputy bought his own body cam as the department doesn't have them available to all patrol units just yet. Well, she was so proud of the fact that she's a teacher. <laughs> That's a good she's example. A yeah, she's a teacher. Listen to this. A traffic stop in the L.A. area is going viral. And this time it's not because of the actions, actions of the deputy involved in this. Take a look. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? It's under so, citation, ma'am. Here you go, Mexican racist. 14 seconds into this traffic stop in San Dimas, eastern L.A. County, the unidentified driver calls the deputy a murderer and proceeds to insult him and interrupt him every time he tries to ask a question. She says she thought he was pulling her over for speeding, and she argued she was below the speed limit, but he had actually pulled her over for using her cell phone while driving, which is illegal in California. He did a very good job of, of right. de-escalating the situation and... Never I don't raised think his voice. You don't, they, don't, they didn't show the whole clip. She went on a much, much uh, longer rampage. Calling him, calling him you'll, you'll never be white. You're a murderer. They didn't show that. You're a murderer. And then the pride of her being a teacher. He said congratulations on that. Um, I wish you had that one. For him. <laughs> you know, well, you know, the, the, she's, in, she's been infantilized by propaganda. So she's probably... In her mind, at least, and in her emotions, uh, much younger than any of her uh, any of her uh, students. Um, uh, but you know, this is a this is a, a grown up who got uh, caught with a hand in the cookie jar, which stealing cookies, and she shouldn't have been stealing cookies. And uh, her reaction to getting caught just to, just to being. To the truth, but of that's the what I was, she turns to the cop and calls him a murderer, and then calls was, him a racist. But that's what I was referring to. When you're caught red-handed, you still have the guts to argue with the cop for crying out loud. Really? I can't wait till she gets in court and faces a judge, uh, you know, who's who's reasonable and who's uh, listened to all the evidence in the case before pronouncing a judgment. I just can't wait until that happens. I mean, I'm, you know, he's not, he's, she's not going to appear before a judge who's going to say, yeah, you know, ma'am, you're, you're right about this guy. He's just, a, he's really not a Mexican and, uh, you know, he's probably a child murderer. It's not going to happen. I don't know. I bet it shows how people become indoctrinated by the news. And, uh, yeah. you know, she feels she can say anything to a police officer that she wants. This is what happens, right. Don. That they heard this over yeah. and over and over again by the mainstream media. And Black so Lives they, Matter. They repeat it. She probably didn't realize she was being recorded. <laughs> no, no, you know? she didn't. Because the, the, uh, they didn't make the announcement that um, they're, they're trying to buy the cameras for the department. This police officer had his own personal one. And thank goodness yeah. he did. Now we all get to embarrass her. You know what? I was being um, I was being an ass to a cop once. I was uh, pulled over. There was the uh, checkpoint for the, the drunk driving. You? I was pulled over. You Kondalova? I was pulled over, and uh, the uh, the police officer asked me if I had any weapons in my car. I said no, only my nails. Man, he gave me. The, <laughs> he walked me over the line, and if I had to, <laughs> I, I I thought I was gonna have to do somersaults to get out of that, but I deserved yeah. it because I I was being a smartass. He was just you doing his job. My my uh, my cousin actually, who moved, um, I think to Arizona or something, uh, got pulled over for going over the speed limit. He wasn't really going that much over the speed limit but he got pulled over and the cop said yeah you were doing such and such and and my cousin said to the cop well you know it's really your fault 
And the cop said, how's that? He says, your roads are so beautiful. They're so much better than the roads in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> he just went on and on, and the cop said, okay, forget it. You know? Just get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> uh, Morgan oh. just pointed out with the um, with the indoctrinating and the brainwashing, is it's not just the news. It's the sports, it's the politics, it's the uh, uh, Hollywood, true. it's the schools. But we look, have we have people moving out of state because their schools Pardon are, me for interrupting, dear. S- yes, But dear. look what it did to this woman, Don. He completely indo- indoctrinated her into thinking she could say, call the cop whatever she wanted, call him a murderer, because yeah. everybody believes that anyway. Call him a racist. Hey. You call him a murderer, and the second thing you do is you call your lawyer, if it's not recorded, you call your lawyer, and your lawyer, you know, gets you off because uh, there's a, because it's a, it's a he said, she said uh, a situation, mm-hmm. but in this case, you know, the guy recorded it, good for him. <laughs> and she, uh, David pointed out that uh, she has been known to police, um, police uh, the law enforcement, she's done it before. Yeah. It's, of course, when they pulled it's, Jane it's, over, Don, first thing Jane said to the cop was this. I won't lie to you. I can't live without Oh, my God. There you go. I won't lie to you, Jane. Okay, so the second time I got pulled over, um, oh. I was driving home <laughs> to pick up my twins off of the school bus that was... Um, I was going to my ex-husband's house because that's where they had to be dropped off. And I was late. So I'm punching uh, the message to my into my phone um, in case I was late. And, of course, I got pulled over. And you can imagine I was bawling my eyes out because yeah. I was wrong. I was caught. I was wrong. Just like this woman was caught and she was wrong. Yeah, but I knew yeah. I was. there was no way of getting out of it. He saw me. I, and I Thank you for considering me for this opportunity. <laughs> there you go, Jane. That that would have gotten you out of any. No, ticket. it wouldn't. And I was certainly not in a mood because I was freaking out that I was going to miss the mo- the bus. So no, I was not. Let's in a take QC some mood. phone calls here for Don's. A- any questions for Don? Don will take them. I'm sure. Well, you've been torturing him for 50 minutes. Do you still have 10 minutes left? <laughs> Can you talk to our audience, Don? Can you take questions from the sure. from the audience? Okay, 860-888-2101. I'm I'm going to bet is it going to be Rob or is it going to be Sam? Sam. 860-888-2101. Okay. I typed it in several times. Anyways, um, um, who was it? Two one zero one cent. It was Linda. Linda Schmalzi. Um, I think she was teaching English to um, to immigrants, and she said that they automatically went to Democrats. Um, she just told them Democrats believed in big government during their lives uh, versus Republicans who believed in small government and more individual freedoms and responsibilities. But people don't understand that. I'm telling you, when you are when when you see that red flag, when you see the red color, that is the bad color. It is what it is. If they don't change it, that's what all the um, immigrants will see and understand. Ha! I won. <laughs> Who was it? Sam. Well, yeah. Hi, know, Sam. And, and the other, Sam, say hello to Don. Don, say hello to Sam. Hello, Don. How you doing? Good, Sam. How are you? I haven't heard from you in a while. <laughs> and there she is. I aggravate you with little posts, don't I, honey? <laughs> Go ahead, I Sam. I find interesting things, and I said, I got to show it to Don. <laughs> if you get mad at me, just say, don't send no more, honey. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I know you wouldn't. Sam, you got a question for Don? Huh? Do you have a question for Don or a statement or anything? Well, we need a big shovel to get ourselves out of this mess. Yeah, good luck. I'm telling you, I've never seen such a mess in my life and people cowering in their houses. What happened to our tough Americans? Yeah, you know, that's a really, really good question, uh, Sam. That's That's a very, very good question. We're not, apparently, we're not made of the stern stuff that uh, our forebearers were uh, made of. You know, my father and mother survived a depression in World War 
uh, World War II and came out of it with uh, with a relatively uh, a good sense of humor intact, and, and they were honorable and uh, ethical uh, people. Uh, uh, and also, they were independent. Um, you know, they weren't willing to... Put, put you down, sir. Thank you. It, this is America. This used to be America. It, it ain't no more, okay? Yeah. I know it ain't. That's a part, point of the picture. The U.S. Sir, fascism. Well, I'm going to tell right. you something. You might be reading my name in the paper because I'm not going to sit here and take this. It's just not well, going to happen. You know what I'm waiting for, Sam? I'm, I'm waiting for... Uh, I'm waiting for uh, the, the point at which it would be positively impossible for politicians to deny uh, that herd immunity is here with us, and uh, that we should uh, and that we should go out someplace uh, in Connecticut at some central spot in Connecticut. I, I would suggest the state capitol and burn our masks. You know, I, I can't wait for that to happen. <laughs> I would love to do that. Do you know why I wear my mask? Why? Because I don't want confrontation. I just oh, don't want yeah. any trouble. That's that's why. Otherwise, you I get would just, looks if you don't wear. I well, I, I forgot one time. Legitimately, I forgot. It. I thought that woman was going to faint. I walked into CVS and I asked somebody for help. I thought that woman was just going to faint. Um, <laughs> I just I don't wear one. I don't I wear do one. Not. I don't I wear one. You got your six feet. Get away from I don't me. Wear Jane outside. has her vaccine now. I, so do I. Yeah, but I just don't want anybody, anybody going after me. Glastonbury seems to be a little bit more tolerant than when I went to. And there was another person I had it under my nose because I was about to pass out. And there was another one that almost fainted. And in Simsbury, it seems to be a little bit more tighter than over here with the masks. They freak well, out. Jane, I got to get you over here and I'm going to teach you to get the look. <laughs> you get the look and nobody wants to mess with you. I guess I need to start doing that because this is getting so old. Don, do you still wear a mask when you go out? Oh, are you, yeah. Are I you do. vaccinated? Uh, Don, are you vaccinated? I've been vaccinated for a couple of months. Yeah. I, I can't right. wear one. It just goes against every every moral issue in my body. I can't do it. Yeah, it but Barack Obama, Barack Obama and, and uh, Joe Biden oh, Joe said, Biden. they all said that if you want to get your rights back, right, Don? You can't get your rights back until you get vaccinated. Well, as far as I'm concerned, me and God make a majority, and I have the rights that my God gave me. Now you're talking like a revolutionary. Sam, you're talking like you're a troublemaker now. I'm not a troublemaker. I'm just going to keep my rights that my my father gave me. That's too bad if they think I'm giving them trouble. They can discuss it with my father. (laughs) How's that? He's always had, taken care of me. Sam, if you had $5 and mm-hmm. you knew it wasn't given to you by person A, and person A demanded the $5 of you, it would be perfectly reasonable for you to regard person A as a thief, right? Yes. Absolutely. Okay, so, so here's uh, a I question think- for both of you. Where does it stop, Don? If we let them do it with uh, COVID-19, where does it stop? If they take away uh, our right to open a business and our right to frequent a business or go out every, on a Friday night, where does it every stop? Step, every step you let them take and you cooperate with it is another step they're going to take. Right. The, the, the $5 is the right that was given to you uh, because you're a human being and it was given to you by God. And yes. uh, nobody should nobody should be able to take that away from you. You know, it's oh, that that's simple. Right. You know, Sam, I think that that uh, I think that the issue of independence was lost. When uh, people were when politicians were successful in persuading everybody to wear a mask. Because a mask is really a symbol of subservience. That's really what a mask is. And uh, I, I think, think that's why just, I can't wear one. <laughs> I, you're, that probably uh, is there's right. There's a shock, Sam. Yes, yeah, that probably. Uh, you know, I've always had to take care of myself until my husband came along, and he married me with five children. I did not get there 
by being a wimp. I was not on welfare, never took the welfare. I scrubbed toilets. I did bookkeeping, anything I could to bring some money in. In fact, they've made it so people like me, it would be impossible today for me to do such a thing because of all these stupid laws. I'd be breaking a law. Okay. Can I even I, had to go out and shoot squirrel to can eat. I, can I ask you Let something? Let the commie talk. Uh, yeah, I'm a commie. Now I'm going to ask you Tavares. a really tight question. The stampede, mm-hmm. are they going to be required to wear masks? I don't know yet, but I know we're going to be open. Uh, oh, gosh, I don't have that paper in front of me. First part of June and the next week in June, three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So two weekends Twice. back to back, right? Two, uh-huh, yes. Yeah, I think so uh, as far as masks, I don't know. I, I think they're dropping every, all of that. I hope so. Which weekend should Jane and I go, Sam? The, second, the first or second? Oh, goodness. Which weekend sure, will you know, be Maybe there? the first one. <laughs> first weekend? First weekend. Sure. Okay. And if something changes, I'll tell you. Okay. Excellent. Great. Sam, will you be there? Yes. Okay. I'm so going to be there. Should we but ask I for you? before dark. Okay. Should we ask for you? Sure. Sounds Everybody great. knows me there. Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask for Grandma Sam. <laughs> even, even the cowboys know you, Sam. Yes. <laughs> They sure do. By the way, Don, if you haven't been to the Goshen Stampede, it's a sanctioned rodeo with points awarded. Oh, wow. That would yes, be, Andre would, my wife Andre would love to see something like that. Oh, it's she great. Really it's, oh, it's really great. great. They do barrel it's, races it's, and it's they a do real, calf roping. It's a real rodeo. It's a real rodeo. Yeah. They have the calf uh, roping and the barrel races. And they have kids competing with the sheeps. It's, it's really great. Yes, it is. And I've got two granddaughters that are getting better and better at that stuff. <laughs> nice. They're now flipping cows and tying them up. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> My girls will be just fine no matter what happens to them in the United States. <laughs> They're not wimps anyway. That's great. That's great. Yes, it That's is. Great. All right. I hope you come, no, on. Right, Don, no, thank you for calling. That? Don, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. And Sam, thank you okay. for calling get in. Done, get done. Get <laughs> Here you go. Thanks, Tom. Thanks again, as always. Take a bow, Don. Take a bow, up. Don. Go ahead. Everybody hung up. All right. Um, so I, I just wanted to say real quick. Wait. I wanted to say something. Okay. Um, you know, when you're yes, talking dear. about how... I'm sorry. Should I raise my hand first? Uh, when they're talking about the taxes not affecting uh, people that make less than $400,000, bullshit. Guess what? You're going to tax corporations. Some of them will move and some of, some of them will pass it on their workers. And if you, you tax will the wealthy, be taxed if you tax the wealthy they will not be uh, invent, investing money. And those money, that money is not going to see the day of the light. So, yes, it is going to affect everybody. Now, if you're talking about minimum wage, the taxes are going up. Guess what? You're never going to see $15 minimum wage go up. Um, it's just, um, they're lying to your faces. People that don't know this stuff and keep voting for these. This reminds me more of communist Czechoslovakia every yes. day. Yes. I mean, wh- how, how long is it going to take before they're going to run out of money? They're already running out of it because they're just printing it. How long is it going to take? And they're going to be affected themselves, aren't they? Or are they exempt from this? Are you sorry you risked your life defecting now? I'm still not sorry. I, I mean, you know. Because you're an American be, now. Let's yes. make this clear. Jane is an American citizen. She's not a Czech any longer. Yes, She's I am. She's American now. Yeah, well, I was supposed to denounce the, the citizenship, but I would still, I'm still dual citizen. I would fight for this country. This is my home. But if I have yeah, to go you back, actually tried to fight for this. If country. I had to go back, they will take me back. <laughs> so far, um, no. Jane I actually love this country. tried to volunteer and fight for this country, but the army wouldn't take you. But not because I'm blonde or stupid, but because I broke my ankles mountain biking. The immigrants are always the ones who want to fight for their freedom. When you were a teenager, you used to listen to Radio Free Europe, correct? Yep, almost crossed paths with you over there. Yep, you Voice of America. A, almost had a job over there. All yep. right, 
we can uh, go watch the five. That's still worth watching. I wanna just strangle, strangle one. It drives me crazy. Well, I won't back down. And we won't back down. We'll always stand for a smaller, cleaner, less intrusive government. Republicans, get out of our bedroom. And Democrats, for God's sake, get out of our wallets. And don't tell me you're not going to tax anybody under $40,000 a year. $400,000. $400,000 a year. Because that's not true. We know taxes, you said in the grocery store, prices are already going up. Yeah, oh yeah. I used to spend 100 something a week. Now it's uh, about $200 because you guys need to stop eating. I'm sorry about that, dear. (laughs) Stop calling me dear. All right. Darlene. See you next Wednesday at 4 o'clock for another great podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks to Tom Pesci for coming on at the last minute, as always. He's the best.